0: From Lauren Shore, and you listen to
1: East Coast Metal Radio. What's going on, guys? Uh, John from East Coast Metal Radio here and MusicFrenzy.net. What's going on tonight on Thursday? Uh, we're going to have a pretty cool show for you tonight. Uh, we're going to uh, have our interview with. Uh, Adam D'Amico, who is the guitarist for Lorna Shore. Uh, yeah, Adam was really cool to talk to. He uh, called us literally from the road. I think it was somewhere on um, the highway in Mississippi or something when he spoke to us last Saturday. And uh, yeah, we had a really cool chat about the upcoming album, uh, Flesh Coffin, which is out tomorrow. And uh, about the current tour that the guys are on with Carnifex. So it was a really cool interview. We'll play that shortly. And uh, tonight we're going to have... Uh, news and music from um, Clutch, Anthrax, Amir, um, John 5, and we're going to kick it off with uh, a song from Body Count. Tomorrow, uh, Friday, is going to be a killer day. I've been so waiting for this song. Um, Body Count is going to release their next single, No Lives Matter. Uh, It's coming off their upcoming album, Bloodlust, which is out on March 31st. And, um, uh, you know, uh, Ice always has uh, uh, good lyrics. He always speaks from the heart, and with a uh, song titled No Lives Matter, can only imagine what that's going to be about. So that's going to be cool. Uh, he's going to drop that tomorrow. I had the honor of speaking to the guys um, at the Mayhem Festival. I guess it was 2013, I think it was, when Manslaughter was out. And, um, I mean, they were just a great bunch of guys to talk to. Uh, Ice was not there, but uh, man, when they hit the stage and played, it was. An amazing set, and um, yeah, I'm I'm really psyched to hear the new album and the new song, New Lives Matter, which is out tomorrow. Um, But I think uh, for now, we're going to kick it off with um, one of my favorite songs from the um, Manslaughter album. Uh, Check this one out, it's called Bitch in the Pit. is that bitch? Manson, come on, man. How do you not like that fucking guy? A little strange when we saw him this past summer uh, on tour. Uh, We called him in um, Home Del, New Jersey. Really weird fucking show, but, um, you know, you have to give it to him. He uh, he knows how to perform, man, and he played that song, and it sounded great live. So, yeah, that was Manson. All right, so next up, we're going to play our interview with uh, Adam D'Amico, a guitar player for Laura Short, uh, once again, um, this Friday, tomorrow. Their new album, Flesh Coffin, comes out. It's their second album. Um, these guys are from Jersey. Um, they completely kick ass. Uh, you know, deathcore um, live. They're amazing. Uh, you can catch them right now out on tour with Cornifix, uh, Fallujah, and Despised Icon. Um, yeah, sit back and enjoy it. Here is uh, our interview with Adam D'Amico from Lorna Shore. On the phone now, calling in from their current tour with Carnifex and Despised Icon, is uh, Adam D'Amico from Lorna Shore. Uh, Adam, how you making out today?
0: Good, good. We're doing well. I think I'm in uh, Mississippi or Alabama. I don't know. So, <laughs> right, <laughs> everything's good. Everything's
1: good. That's cool, man. Tonight's show is in Birmingham, so hopefully you're sort of close to Birmingham, Alabama right about now. Yeah, I think we're about a couple
0: hours away. So, well, yep. we're, we're on route, so I'm excited. have never been to Birmingham, Alabama. I always just passed through
1: the state. So That's cool. Before we started, you said that Cornifix was having some... Tour trouble. Um, that's kind of what happens, yeah, you know. You don't know when things are just going to shit the bed and break down. You know, you got to be kind of prepared for everything when you're on tour. You know?
0: Yeah, uh, their bus broke down, and, and they were asking if they if we were to come help out and, and uh, take someone with us. But that was like a couple hours ago, and I guess they figured everything else out. So I guess they don't need our assistance anymore. But yeah, that happens. we broke broken down our first tour. We do a car actually broke down like once a week. I think it was for <laughs> like five weeks. So <laughs> so we know what it's like to be calling AAA or service or getting a tow or just waiting on the side of the highway so um yeah you gotta pretty much expect anything but it, it's just at least you're not by yourself you're with a bunch of other people trying
1: to yeah, figure it out sure. not just
0: sitting there alone in a car or a truck or whatever it may be so you gotta expect
1: anything we just saw you guys a couple months ago at game changers in there in howell new jersey with a fit for an autopsy and white chapel and suicide yeah. um yeah that was, awesome. that was awesome that was just a great show where are you guys from in the jersey area um, we're, like, from, like,
0: Central Jersey. We're all from, like, different areas. Like, I'm from Union, so that's, like, Central, right by the airport, by right Newark Airport. Uh, Tom lives, Tom's from Bridgewater, but lives uh, right around me and Roselle And Austin. Lives in Edison, so like Central Jersey. And then uh, our guitar player is actually from Pennsylvania. He's from, like, the uh,
1: Wilkes-Barre area, kind of, oh, I think. cool. That's Something cool. like that. So, I, I live in uh, in Lower Bucks County in Levittown, PA. I work in Somerset, New Jersey, so <laughs> you guys are all right around where I'm from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hell Yeah. <laughs> So, listen, man, when Psalms came out two years ago, I mean, that record just blew me away, dude, and wrap up the whole Psalms album cycle, from the touring to the fans to sales, you know, what? what's your takeaway from that album cycle?
0: I think that that album was pretty much just us figuring out, like, just being in a band, like, putting out an album, like, and touring the whole, because we never had an album cycle before, you know, it was just kind of us putting out songs or putting out EPs and then getting picked up as we put out stuff, so this is, like, our first time putting out, an album through a label and then touring. Um, And it was like definitely interesting and uh, a lot of like learning and a lot of difficulties just kind of figuring out like just the process of putting out an album. And I think that that was just kind of what we learned a lot from that. I think that we took a lot of information from the whole Psalms album cycle and put that into Flesh Coffin. So I think the great part about that is there was a lot of stuff that we learned through that, just from like writing and being prepared, going to the studio to touring on that record and kind of figuring out the songs that make sense to play live, as well as, you know, playing live and touring as much as possible i mean i think we just kind of learned the ropes with that album i don't think it's our like best depiction of our band musically but i think if it didn't happen i don't think that this current album would exist because we just learned so much from start of like writing the record to having an album cycle to finish rather so i think that that was just the album that we kind of learned the ropes of being a band on tour but yeah i mean i think it was just a lot of just learning and just a lot of making, making bad moves making mistakes um, just not being prepared, not being ready for tour. Um, just a lot of bad stuff that we learned was cut. courtesy of that album, and uh, I think that it helped us kind of get our head in the right place as far as for this album. If that kind of helps. But tours were awesome. We did like a uh, Chelsea Grin tour, which was really sick. That was uh, we played like that was an awesome tour with, uh, this time last year. Uh, we did a Carnifex tour. We did the uh, Metal Alliance tour with GSI, which was way different because it was a completely death metal crowd. So it was way, <laughs> way, way different compared to our normal crowd. But it was so awesome because like. Um, it kind of went over okay for what we expected. We expected the worst case scenario and that ended up being a little bit better than I thought. And oh, wow, uh, very cool. Yeah, we did a, bu- the, yeah, a bunch of other tours with it. And then uh, I think just the main thing I didn't think we took away from that was just being prepared to write a record. I think when we wrote Psalms, like most of that record was written in four days. Uh, just me just taking a bunch of riffs and throwing it together and, uh, completing songs. And we wrote six songs in four days. We had like only four songs like a week before going to the studio. So most of that was just jumbled and together and, uh, I think we just learn the most from just that process of just not being... Prepared. I think we just kind of this time around we made sure we were super super prepared when writing this record. I think we can we can tell the
1: difference. I think in the album as far as like just the preparation and the time spent working on the album. The uh, new album Flesh Coffin comes out this Friday, this coming Friday, and I know that you guys released several studio episode videos, you know, detailing everything from writing to tracking to you know to the whole recording process. Um, and that was kind of one of my takeaways is that it seems like not only did you guys have more time for the Flesh Coffin record but like you just mentioned you you learned a lot from you know uh, everything that led up going into the studio this time
0: yeah i think that that was like the main takeaway and i think that uh i think just that like our previous album was just like a way we just got to mature and i think that we just took everything that we learned we took everything that we learned from that and just really just like made sure we wrote like we write, write our wrong if, if that makes any sense and yeah. uh i think it was awesome to, to really just kind of see the mistakes you made and, and fix them and see the the difference that it made. Uh, even though they're like little things, just just being prepared or getting our artwork done on time or getting like merch designs done on time as well as like just getting the, the right release date for the music video and just being prepared and not rushing around. I mean, there still was rushing around. Um, I think anyone knows in the music industry, there's always, even set deadlines and you're still going to rush around as much as possible. But I think having a game plan of knowing what to do, was easier for us to vision how to release everything, how to put everything out. And luckily we have a really good team with us that helped us out so much. So I don't think we'd be able to do it without everyone that was in the process. So, um, yeah, overall everything was awesome. Like, it was great. I, I was super excited to... To to do this album, so I'm excited to finally see it come out next week. It's
1: kind of uh, uh, nerve wracking, but I'm excited to see it come out. Yeah. Personally, I think the album just kicks ass, dude. So I think you're gonna have a you know pretty good welcome to it. Um, and you know it's important that a band picks the right single to release off you know first off a new record. Um, and for you guys, it was "Denounce Delight, So what made that song the right one to uh, feature off of Flesh Coffin?
0: Well, basically, what happened was we, uh, sorry, hard drive by. Uh, we were um, supposed to do the music video first, but we couldn't get that finished in time, and we didn't want to rush that. Because originally it was supposed to be Hero Moon come out first, because we just wanted to release everything at, at, in, a, in a bang. And we didn't want to rush anything. We wanted to make sure everything was perfect. So we're like, let's, let's not rush it. Let's just make sure we just put something else out instead. And then we chose Announce of Light, which is ironic because that's the first song that I wrote for the album. And I figured that just song had. A little bit of everything that we do in the album i think it's just a pretty much uh just if you put, like understand that song i think you you might find a little bit of that in every other song
2: okay. so it
0: just kind of at least, you, at least it gives you like an opening or a gateway to figure out what we're going to sound like Because i think that sometimes when people release uh singles it just it's a very poor representation of what the album's going to be like and i think that song is a very kind of close active representation of what the band sounds like on the album as far as just like the riffs the 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 song structure the direction the sound i think it kind of encompasses everything that we do in every other song so that's kind of why we just ended up choosing that song because it just made the most sense to kind of give people an idea of what the new
1: album's gonna sound like, so. One of the things that draws me to Lorna Shore is the uh, complexity of, of the guitars, and, you know, just from listening to the Light, it's obvious that you guys aren't, like, a three power chord, you know, band. You guys really, <laughs> yeah. you know, you guys just take that, take it to a, another level there, man. Yeah, I mean, I,
0: I, I usually come up with ideas that really caffeinated and drink too much coffee and come up with really ambitious ideas, and then realize in the studio, okay, this is a little much, but it kind of pushes me to kind of get better as a musician. And that's what I try to do every release as, as a guitar player is try to come up with ideas that's really going to force me to kind of get out of my comfort zone and get out of where I'm at and really push myself as a musician. And so I always try to come up with ideas that are really going to kind of really not only push myself, but push the rest of the band because that's how you grow. If you just kind of keep doing the same thing and, and knowing what works, you're never going to get anywhere. I, at least in my opinion, I think you end up putting out the same album time and time again. Whereas I kind of want to really every album just push the boundary of what the band can do, whether it be technical, whether it be just creativity or sonically or whatever it may be. And and, and, and as far as the technical side, I'm always trying to push myself in that direction. And uh, I don't know, they're all ideas I hear in my head. And I'm like, well, if I hear it in my head and and it makes sense, I got to have to do it. I'm not going to like to come and just be like, oh, let me just water it down because I know I'm capable of playing it. I'd rather just, if it sounds like what I hear in my head, I need to kind of do it. And if it takes me a long, longer time to figure it out, then so be it. But That's usually my approach to, to writing guitar
1: for this band. Yeah, and it seems like not only on an individual level, but on a group level, too, that, you know, the, uh, the different ideas for Flesh Coffin helped out different members of the band. I mean, I know that Austin, in one of the videos, you know, mentions how your guitar writing helped him with his drumming on this album. And, you know, uh, the drums just complement the guitars on this album so well, man. Yeah,
0: I mean, I think the difference from this album to the last album is that it's when, I, when I first, before I even started writing this album, I remember on the last Car FX tour, like uh, in November of 2015, I remember I was just kind of just just looking at our old music and just kind of listening to it and critiquing it for just like a, just a really just very biased point of view, just kind of like, let me just see what we've done wrong. And a lot of things that I noticed, especially on songs, was that the guitar and drums were not complementing each other as well. And I think that was just communication. I was just me not giving him the ideas that I, I want and him not perceiving the stuff that I'm trying to explain to him. Okay. And I think this time around when we, were, when we were doing this, I was able to demo everything and he would sit with me, and I would kind of have like a very rough drum idea. And he would come and really put his flair on it and make it sound like actual drums. I mean, I'm not a drummer. I can barely even program drums. So I just kind of at least give him an idea idea of what I want the drums to sound like for this part. And because he had that in his head, it was easy for him to be like, okay, I know what you mean. And I think that it was able for us to be on the same page. And I think there was times that that maybe what he was feeling for this riff and what I was feeling for, for this part wasn't the same thing. And instead of us like kind of having a tug of war, we're like, fuck it, let's scrap it. Let's come up with an idea that we're both happy with. And I think we just try to make every part cohesive because I think that's the one thing I noticed in the last album is that the drums and guitar were like sometimes on two different levels, and I think that you can totally hear it. And this time around, you can hear that we're definitely a lot more in sync because I noticed that that's been different,
1: so. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the song "Void" is is such a brutal tune, man. I mean, Tom's vocals are so dark and heavy. It's uh, and you know, musically, one thing that I really dug about. The song, um, Adam, is the outro, which lasts about 45 seconds until the outro is just so sick, man. It's it's so, um, I mean, you guys really nailed it on that one.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a fun song. We, I mean, uh, it's, originally this album was supposed to be a five song EP we were going to put out ourselves. Oh. And wow. uh, we just, it's in that, it just, it was a very, very long process how this album came about. Because uh, when I was talking to our manager, Mike, before the Chelsea Grin tour, I was like, oh, do you want us to uh like write another single for the story like how about we just like do an ep and put it out ourselves because we'd have a label at that point in time and i was like okay well we can't do it before this uh tour so when we get when we get home from that tour we'll go in the studio so when me and all were sitting together we wanted to um we wanted to uh like write a, a different type of song for the album we want to have like there, instead of just being five of the same songs we want to have five dynamic songs that song was just meant to be a heavy song and uh that about i think that was the last song we wrote for the album and uh, it just ended up being just like a heavy song. And it was kind of, it's kind of fun to hear. It's kind of cause it's a different mindset from or different, like, Sonic approach than, like, the other songs on
1: the album. Talk to me about the video for Funeral Moon, because the video is pretty intense, man. What was the video shoot like? Uh, the video shoot was really stressful. Um, we, we
0: drove down Friday, like, 18 hours to Florida, shot two videos, and then drove all the way back. But uh, wow. luckily enough, the guy, Joey, was, re- was really, like... Willing to work with us and really had like a, a, a vision for the, album, uh, the the video rather, and uh, was really like willing to like work with our vision. And uh, I think that you know the all we had to worry about was the performance shots, which was it was just more just grueling as far as timing wise and just you know uh, the limit limited time. But he kind of killed it on the uh, all the the story shots. He went out to um, I think was Texas or Arizona, I believe it was around there, and just shot in this uh, this really big park. And I think it just came, it just really. Came out looking really awesome because I think that we've always in the past done really dark, uh, like videos. This time was a way different scenery compared to the, the to the uh, other videos we've done. So it's really awesome to kind of see the contrast as compared to the other videos we've ever done.
1: Yeah, it's it's a cool one. Uh, I can only assume that there's going to be more coming out, more videos.
0: Yeah, we, yeah, we have a uh, we have a video for our our title track and coming out. I believe on release day. Um, and uh, that's just kind of being done right now, and it's a little bit of a different vibe. But it's—I'm uh, excited to see that he did that video as well, and he definitely killed that. So uh, I'm
1: excited to kind of release that that video uh, next week. The uh, current tour that you're on kicked off on February 1st, and I'll tell you—you know—since you guys had Psalms come out, you've been on so many tours, like you had mentioned. Um, but man, this this lineup is brutal. Um, how's it been touring with Carnifex? Um,
0: it's been cool. I mean, like all the bands that we're on tour with. We've been on tour with them separately. Like, we've been on two Carnifex tours before that. We've toured with Collusion before. We've toured with Rings of Saturn before. Um, and despite Icon comes on later in the tour, but we've played a couple shows with them, so it's re- it's really awesome, because it's like, you don't have that awkward first couple weeks to figure out if you like these people or not. You already know if you like everyone, and, and you can hang out with everyone. So it's a lot easier to be on tour, because you don't you know, have that, like, awkward vibe that, that most tours happen. So, it's really awesome. I mean, I really enjoy all the bands they're on tour with, musically and as people, so it's it's a, lot, it's a lot of fun. It's exciting to go to the shows every day and just like kind of hang out with your friends and, and uh, be on tour with with a bunch of people you
1: like. So I'm going to try to. There's no Philly date, but I'm going to try to head up uh, to Reading on February 26th and catch that show. So, uh, hell yeah! Hopefully, I'll be up there. I know that you're calling from the road, so I appreciate your time, and uh, I'll let you go. Thank you so much for having me. That was uh, was really awesome.
2: See, somehow it always seems that I'm dreaming Of something I could never be It doesn't bother me Cause I will always be that pure fantasy In all of my fantasies I don't know your Whoa. fucking name So what? Let's be the only way That I can truly free from my Reality, so I dream and struck it cause it's so fun to see my face staring back at me. I don't know your
1: East Coast Metal Radio, um, you gotta love that—the uh, radio edited version of uh, "All Day I Dream About Sex" by Corn. I, I tell you what, it's so freaking funny hearing Jonathan do the uh, the different sound effects there. It's it's freaking riot. But uh, don't forget to uh, follow us on Twitter at ECN Radio Show. And uh, you know, so far this year, there's been so much talk about fake news and bullshit like that. Um, but I I did get some real news today, which is really cool. Uh, Anthrax. Recorded a show last night in uh, Glasgow uh, during their uh, UK tour and um, it's going to be part of a live upcoming uh, DVD that they're going to put out so that's going to be cool. Um, They're currently out there on the uh, Among the Kings tour. Um, So I thought it was only uh, smart for me to play some anthrax right now. Let's get caught in the mosh. Follow us on Facebook at East Coast Metal Show and on Twitter at ECM Radio Show. Uh, okay, so right now we're going to play some Clutch. Uh, very cool uh, news that came out just last week. Uh, clutch is going to be having their own festival uh, called the Earth Rocker Festival, and it kicks off uh, this year on May 20th in Inwood, West Virginia, at Chili Acres. And uh, it's going to be a pretty uh, diverse lineup, from what I understand, and they're hoping to do it every year. So, um, I mean, I love the from the Clutch. I've interviewed uh, each one of the guys, so it's uh, very cool. I try to catch them every time they come through the East Coast. And, um, yeah, so on behalf of the uh, upcoming Earth Rocker Festival on May 20th, uh, let's play Clutch Earth Rocker. March 3rd, John 5, guitar player currently with Rob Zombie's band. Uh, March 3rd, he's gonna come out with a new solo album, it's called Season of the Witch. Uh, John's such a cool guy, um, we interviewed him a couple times, and actually, I think the last time that we interviewed him, um, he told us how he had written music before with uh, Leonard Skinnerd, with uh, Rod Stewart. I mean, the guy's amazing, uh, you know, he, did, um, he does a, a lot of the scores for uh, Rob Zombie's uh, movies, Uh, Lords of Salem um, was his score. And um, yeah, so Season of the Witch, uh, look out for that album on March 3rd. Uh, Right now, let's go to John 5. Uh, This is his song called This Is My Rifle. I never know what the hell they're trying to say, but I fucking love Rammstein. Um, yeah, i just tell you straight up. Um, and I'll tell you, uh, today a cool video dropped. Um, if you ever wanted to find out what church would be like with Frankie Palmieri of Amur leading the sermon, head over to YouTube and check out the band's uh, album, video, Flag of the Beast, which just dropped today. Very, very cool video. Um, I want to play the last uh, single that was released off of their album. This one's called Russian Hotel Aftermath. Here on East Coast Metal Radio, I want to thank you guys for stopping by tonight. Uh, yeah, have very cool show. Uh, we had uh, the interview with Lorna Shore. Uh, don't forget tomorrow, Big Day Tomorrow. We have the new um, album from Lorna Shore out, uh, Flesh Coffin. And uh, hit us up on uh, Twitter, at ECN Radio Show. And let us know what you think of uh, the new Body Count single, which drops tomorrow, No Lives Matter. Um, And because there's no bad time to play a Pantera song, we're going to leave you with my favorite Pantera song, Primal Concrete Sledge. I appreciate you guys stopping by, man. Thanks. This is a
2: song of unity. This is one called Primal Concrete Sledge.